this week on More Than Just a Trophy Wife. Yes, it does come with psychological thoughts and beliefs that go around in my mind. But I think the end point is, is you have to recognize that and realize that at the end of the day, you are the person that's living your life, not anyone else. Women continue to reinforce this seeking permission. And we have to ask ourselves the question as women, like how amazing are we going to allow our life to be? Hey, it's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to More Than Just a Trophy Wife. So today I'm sharing with you an interview that I had with one of my best friends, Shahrazad. She has been on the podcast before and the rate and the reviews went through the roof. So I just had to make sure that I could share the interview that I had with her with you as well. So we have both built our businesses from the ground up together and we've been a part of the same mastermind group. So we've been on each other's journey for sure. And in this interview, we really get to speak about it all. We speak about how to stop asking for permission to try new things, what to do when results just do not come quick enough. And I also share my three C's of achieving and maintaining a successful business and relationship. So let's get into it. So let's dive in. As I mentioned before, you're kind of a woman, you know, even in answering your questions, you want to be productive, you want to go get it and you want to go and just be be doing what you love doing. So that's no, no surprise that um, you are so inspirational. So I see you going after your dreams unapologetically. You are, um, you know, always on and always talking about dreams and desires. And yet I see so many women not giving themselves that permission, not giving themselves that um, kind of the the allowance that you give to them to yourself so I wonder why is that why is it that some women find it so difficult to give themselves permission to go after their dreams I literally adore this question it will show through my answer but you know there's so many different layers to women going after their dreams and actually like feeling that they can grant themselves permission to go after that. And I've seen that there are probably three core areas that make it difficult for women to actually do this. So the first one is conditioning, like how we have been conditioned as women in society. You know, society has trained us in a way to be approved by the social norm. So if we go back and we look at how women were approved by society, it was by taking care of the household, looking after the children, being polite, looking pretty, being quiet, being nice. And then we also faced a lot of barriers. You know, we were unable to work at one point. And when we do work, you know, the pay gap is still there. And, you know, in the 1800s, like we weren't even able to have our own bank account. So we as women did become dependent on a man. And we always saw them as being able to do the things that we weren't able to do. So subconsciously, we have actually been conditioned to seek the permission, ask for the permission, rather than just going after it and granting it to ourselves. So that I think is the core 
thing that is holding women back at the moment. That's the first one. Then the second part of this is the worthiness, the worthy about going after what you really do desire, like how deserving of you are you? And this all starts with what is going on internally. You know, everyone has their own internal identity and it's literally the way we feel and think about ourselves. And a part of that is this self-belief that we've got within us. So if you can imagine like every single individual has their own set point to what they feel comfortable with. So for example, like if you just picture your body right now um, at the bottom of your feet is zero and at the top of your head is a hundred, you are, you can create a certain set point in your body. So let's say 60 for the deservingness of money. Let's say 70 for the healthiness of a relationship. Let's a different set point in their body for different areas of life. And where you see yourself internally and what your identity is, that is what you feel you deserve as well. And that's what we're comfortable with. So in order to actually increase what we feel comfortable with, we have to always be working on what is going on inside of us. And what I think happens is women aren't conscious of this identity that we have within us. And therefore, if they don't understand what's going on, they don't understand how to change it and then get more for what they really do deserve as well. So the conditioning, the worthiness, huge. And then the last part of this is women continue to reinforce this seeking permission. So it continues on and on and on. And we have to ask ourselves the question as women, like how amazing are we going to allow our life to be? And it is up to women like us to stand up and to speak out and to make it easier for other women to go after what they desire. So we've come a long way but we also have a long way to go as well. And these are the core three things that I see right now are holding women back from actually going after what they really do desire. Oh my God, I love that so much because I can so resonate with that, especially Mm -hmm. with the conditioning part, especially with the part that it is, you know, good girls are meant to be seen but not heard. And, you know, just always, always being in the background, always being, doing what's expected of us is being a good nurturer, being a good... A listener and just always being there for one another and it always almost feels like that there's nothing left in the tank for ourselves and so you're just even tired you're even tired to think about dreaming bigger because you're just so busy tending to everything and everyone else and so you're absolutely right and we reinforce it because we still have that core belief that for me to be a good person to a good woman to be exact is that I'm a good supporter I'm a good supporting cast instead of being the star and being in the in the on the stage yes and I hear that from what you just shared about it's still so different in so many different cultures and I know that every single culture has their way of doing things but it's just important as women that we are giving ourselves permission to actually experiment and to try. And once you start to experiment and try new things, that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to grow. And that's, of course, how you're going to become conscious of how you want to live and how you don't want to live. Brilliant. That's brilliant. So, Bella, I see you giving yourself that permission every single day. 
And it makes me wonder, is it that you've always had given yourself that permission or what made you decide to do that and go after what you really want? Yeah. You know, I think when I was young, I did always know that there was something inside of me that needed to be shared. And I knew what it looked like to be dependent on others. I knew what it looked like to just agree with what others were saying. And I promised myself that I wasn't going to be that woman. I promised myself that I would make sure that whatever I did with my, with my life, it would be from my own choosing. But when you ask the question, it comes from a place of me originally trying to prove myself. So I'll give you an example. You know, when I was growing up, um, I was always told, you know, I was going to be below average. I wasn't going to go to university. I wasn't going to pass my exams. And it wasn't just one person saying that to me. You know, it was my tutors. It was my teachers. It was my friends. It was my family. So everyone started to believe it. So I came from a place of, I'm going to prove them wrong. And actually in return, I did prove them wrong. I passed my exams. I went to university. Yes, I had to work twice as hard as everyone else at that point, but I did start to understand, hey, like what you say doesn't need to be true for me. And I can continue to go after everything that I really want to achieve and actually achieve it. So when I started my business and I started to really go after everything that I desired, you know, I was 21 years of age and people were saying to me like, you're crazy. Like just go get a job. You know, you've just put so much energy and effort into going to university. And inside it was like, again, you know what? I'm going to prove them wrong. And it came from this place of trying to prove myself. Now that got me to a certain point because when I was speaking about the internal um, identity and what your self-belief is actually at inside, well, me proving someone else wrong, it allowed me to believe in myself when others didn't believe in me. So it got me to a certain point. And as everything does, we take things with us that get us to a certain point and then it is time to allow them and just let them go and say, thank you for getting you for getting you where you were. So once I did start to see, hey, you know what? Like I really can achieve this and I don't need anyone to believe in me at this point. I need to believe in myself. And if I do that, that is when I stopped, you know, seeking the permission and I could drop the judgment and I realize like I've got one life to live and I'm going to go full force in that. So yes, it does come with psychological um, thoughts and beliefs that go around in my mind. But I think the end point is, is you have to recognize that and realize that at the end of the day, you are the person that's living your life, not anyone else. So you are the person that also needs to make sure you take responsibility of how you're living it. Oh my God. I can't even say how I want to just interrupt you and say, yes, yes, yes. Because how incredible is that to see that? Some, so you were a total rebel. You're like, just watch me. You know, you, you say that I can do it. Um, I'm just going to So that what motivates you that makes you gives you the juice or at least at that age it did. Mm-hmm. And even though, just like you said, at, at that point, like it, this being a rebel, maybe it doesn't always serve us, but it had, it did serve you to that point. And then you gained that maturity and that understanding that, okay, well, who am I living my life for? Am I living my life to prove other people wrong? Or am I living my life to be happy and fulfilled? And so you, you still can continue going for it, but with a different kind of energy and way of thinking and looking at it. It's like, just love that so much. Yeah, exactly. And I think that when we speak about proving it to others, you know, at the end of the day, 
I was just trying to prove it to myself, but it did motivate me to a certain point. It really did. It's awesome. It's really, really awesome to just take those naysayers and say, okay, well, you just watch me. I just prove you wrong. I love that so much. Well, I think now everyone has a really, really um, good understanding of what a go-getter you are and you don't like waiting around and you want to see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Incredible. Yes, I am the most impatient person you will ever meet. My team say my favorite timeline is ASAP as soon as possible. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know. I don't even know where it comes from, but I want it and I want it now. You want it and you want it now, but I'm guessing that you're a human and sometimes you don't see results as quickly as you would like it to. Mm-hmm. But what do you do then? Let's say a woman, you know, not just in business, she wants a relationship ASAP. She wants um, to lose the weight ASAP or she wants the money ASAP. So how, what do you do when you, how do you stay hopeful? How do you stay motivated when the results are coming, aren't coming as quickly as you'd like them to? Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely have an amazing support system around me. So I've got you, I've got my own coaching mentor, um, I've got an amazing supportive partner as well and of course I have my like five minutes of complaining and I have my five minutes of crying like I'm I'm human but I do tune into everything is always happening for me and even though it is really hard to take sometimes especially when you're putting in so much effort and you feel like you're doing your all I do have faith that wait this is happening for a reason and I believe that God is really supporting me in becoming the person that I need to be in order to see the results rather than giving me the results first so for example let's just say in my relationship with Kenji there have been a few things throughout time where I have really desired for things to change. And I may have not seen the changes happen so quickly and instantaneously, but they happen over time. And then when you look back, you think, oh my gosh, all of that happened in perfect timing. So actually when you're not seeing the results instantaneously, the result is actually already in place and it is coming to you and you're just putting all this incredible groundwork in. And that is the same when, you know, it happens in business too. You put those foundations in place and 60 days later, you'll look back and you'll say, whoa, I made all of that happen. So that's how I do stay motivated. I know everything's happening for me. I make sure that I tune into God and have faith in that. And I also reflect back on all the achievements that I have had and being like, yeah, like everything is going to be fine. Everything always works out. I love that so much. It's a, it's almost a combination of impatience, but having that faith, that, that true belief that although I know I want it right now, but just because it's not right now happening, it doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. You know, I have used this example before that as a client of mine, this is a really old client, old, I mean, a past client that she was, you know, doing all the right things in terms of dating when she wanted to meet her soulmate. And she, you know, she had gone on a lot of dates and then she was getting discouraged and all of that. And then she suddenly decided, okay, it is happening. It is happening. So she goes on a date 
um, on an online date and he doesn't show up. The guy doesn't show up. And the old her would have just felt, um, you know, oh, this sucks, this doesn't work and goes home. Now, what she decides to do is like, no, what I want is happening. So I might as well just enjoy my, my night out. And she stays out and she goes to the bar and takes a drink and then comes a guy and then they right click and fast forward a year later, they are married. So having that no. faith, yes, so having that faith that she wanted it, she wanted it back, but you do the doing. And at the same time, you want it bad and you go for it, but you, just because the result isn't right in front of you, because it would have been easy to just be like, screw this, this, you know, what a jerk he is. I'm not never going to online date again, you know, and have that mentality and sulk and go back home or be like, all right, well, I know what I want is coming to me, but so I'm going to, so I'm going to sit here, enjoy myself. And with that availability for the miracle to step in, that she was able to attract even someone much, much greater. Oh my days. I love that. And that person should like pitch that as a movie how amazing would that movie be it gives so many women so much hope right exactly it's that don't give up hope even if you're not seeing the results even if you badly want what you want it doesn't mean that other people can control it or other you know the 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 things that they look like it's not happening but god's got your back you had to go on that date that doesn't show up for that man to meet you or you would have never met them that is just give me chills and i'm just so happy thanks for just making my day i love that Right. Well, thank you for sharing what your impatience patient looks like, because as impatient as you are, but you are still having that, that trust and, and faith in God and your support system, your man, all of that to give you what you actually wanted so bad. Me and God, we're friends, you know? There you got your back. Yeah. Okay. So, but what happens when there is what looks like that there is a failure? How do you overcome? Well, not, not just when it's a failure. What, how do you overcome a fear of failure? Like believing that, you know, this, this is a big thing and it could just blow up in my face. And when you're stepping, because I've seen you doing incredible things, you know, running events and, you know, really putting yourself out there. And, you know, we as human beings always have the fear of what if it doesn't work out? So how do you, how do you overcome that? So the first thing that I want to share here is I don't think I over come it. I still feel the fear inside of me. I just kind of now look at it in the face and say, let's go, let's do this. Because what really scares me is not going after something and not achieving something and feeling like I would have said, oh, I should have done this and I could have done that. That is more scarier to me. But I want everyone out there to know that you can still have those emotions. You can still fear that. Like I still get anxious. I still get nervous. I don't feel confident all the time. But my truth is that I allow all of that to grow me and to actually take lessons from it rather than holding me back. So to sum that up, I guess I lean into the fear, but I do like look it in the face and say, let's go homie. Oh, that is so, so cool. I love that. And that's, that's the, that's the truth of it. You know, it's, it's not that you will never, ever have any fears, but it is, are you going to let the fear control you or are you going to control your own fear? Are you going to ask yourself, well, I could stay small. I could stay safe, but am I going to be happy? 
or is it worth it for me to risk? Is it worth it for me to go and see what it is and what blessing? Even if I fail, you know, I always say this to my clients, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. Even at the, at the, you know, depths of our heartbreaks when we love deeply and something happens and we, you know, either lose the person that we love or he does something that it really hurts us. But you could stay alone and safe, but is that what you really, really want? Because with every, every big risk of failure comes the opportunity of big rewards. I love when you say that, you just look it in the face. Yeah. And just to add to that, you know, our brain is wired and conditioned to play safe because that's how we survived. And of course, society has developed and our brain hasn't quite caught up to that yet. Hmm. So I want you guys to recognize if you're listening and if there is something that you really want to do right now and you want to take that leap and you want to take that in inverted commas risk, just know that when you do do it, your brain actually starts to feel different because then you are starting to imprint your new beliefs on it. And that is the difference between someone who is living their life so successfully in all different areas because they've reprogrammed their conditioning. So don't allow your old conditioning to basically predict your future. Like you get to predict your future. So make sure that if there is something that you're wanting to do right now, like don't play safe because that's just what our brain wants us to do. Like grow, explore. That's what's going to fulfill you. I love that so much. Our brains are usually not our best friends when it comes to wanting to keep us safe. You're going to die. Don't do that. You're going to die. <laughs> but you can retrain it and you can rewire it. I love that so much. Thanks for sharing that. So we also know now that when you do stay consistent and when you do stay keeping the faith, then you are going to see results. So tell me what happens to a woman's self-esteem when that does happen, when she stays consistent and she does see the results. Love this question because there's two ways that people can go with it. So the first one is coming back to that internal identity again. You start to see the results and then that internal measurement starts to increase. And you're like, oh, this is feeling like exciting. Like this is feeling new. But unless you keep working at it, it's going to drop right back down. So when you are outside of your comfort zone, you now to be, you now need to be consistent with playing on that bigger measurement. And what I see women do is they see that they've got this transformation, which they've been happy with. And then they go back to doing what they've always done. Well, if you've just received a higher level result and you've got somewhere, you need to make Make sure that your new level of consistency becomes that higher level measurement. And yes, you got to put energy in. And yes, it takes so much effort. And you do just want to rest at times, but you get to choose. You know, do you want the measurement inside your body to go back down, or do you want it to keep rising and rising and rising? So it's important to stay consistent towards what you are working for in order to keep that self belief going. Um, and that way, you're going to continuously see the results. Now, just as we were speaking about before, the results may not be happening right in front of your face, right there and then, but you're putting all the foundations in. So when you do look back in the 60, 90 days, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so happy that I put that extra energy in and that extra hour in. And I just did one more rep or one more date because that 
supported me to where I am now. So the, the self-esteem is always growing and you get to be in control of that. And as I said, it feels scary. It feels uncomfortable. That's always a sign to lean into it. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is when we overcome something, when we see the results, when we look back and see every little thing that I did is now led to where I am. And then it's almost like a set point, right? Like you're like, if I could do that, well, of course I can do the next big thing and the next big thing. Right. Love that. Do you see, do you see that on, um, dates? Like when you're, when you're working with your clients and maybe they're in fear of going on a date or they don't feel like super comfortable and they just go on that one date. And even if they didn't like the guy, like it it allowed them to bring this self-esteem and this like confidence and be like, Hey, you know what? He liked me, but I didn't even, I didn't even like him. And it built it. Like, what does that look like in the, in the dating scene? You know, being with my partner for 10 years over here, me in the dating scene. not seeing each other. (laughs) I really, really love that question. For sure. For sure. It's, you know, when a woman finally has that difficult conversation with a man and say, this doesn't work for me, or, you know, he, she actually walks away when something is crossing her boundaries or when she overcomes a heartbreak. I use myself as an example. You know, when I went through the biggest heartbreak of my life, this was about seven years ago. And, you know, while you're in the middle of it, the situation sucks and it's so painful and it's awful. And then when you do the doing you do the healing and you work on yourself to get over it and and you're that I refer to that time as the darkest time of my life and then I when I look back when anything challenging comes up it was a set point in my life that I come go back to him like if I could overcome that if I could overcome being on the bathroom floor you know crushed feeling like I have nothing to live for and I built myself back up and I went and did everything and look at me laughing again look at me being so happy again then there is nothing in this world that could break me. There is no man in this world can make or break me. And there's no situation that can make me break me. And so goes in the world of dating. When you are, when you see someone, you really like them and they don't like you back and they, they, they leave and then you get over it and you meet someone even greater. Or when you have a difficult conversation, like I said, you draw a boundary or you become a little bit more vulnerable. You're like, I did that. I can do it again. I can do it even better better. So it just builds up, builds up, builds up. Yeah. I've seen that in my relationship too. When I started to set boundaries, I started to grow. I started to see kind of what I wanted to accept and what I didn't want to accept anymore. You know, the first conversation was scary and it wasn't scary in a way that, you know, there was going to be an argument about this boundary. It was like that newness of whoa, this type of conversation has never happened before. And now it's so normal to have the conversation. It's so normal to say, hey, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm seeing. Are you able to support me on X? Are you able to do X differently? This is how you will make me feel good. Um, And I think that just doing something once is going to set you up to be able to do it over and over and over and even better. 100% new is always a scary in our mind, we make things up, we make shit up in our head that what we think it's going to happen is a lot scarier. Like every, like the first time you ever traveled by yourself, it was a scary. The first time that, you know, you gave yourself permission to be vulnerable. You go as coaches, you know, going on social media and putting yourself out there, all of that. And now it's like, well, 
well, I just got to do that. It's, a, you know, it becomes second nature. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this question is really, really going to help a lot of women because I, I personally have a lot of very successful women that, that have given themselves permission to be really successful in their, in their careers, in their businesses. But when it comes to having a relationship and going to attract their soulmate or being in a happy relationship, they have this belief that they are they can't have it all and you are a woman that I can see so vividly that you kick ass in your business and your relationship is so beautiful and you just you are you model what's possible of having the relationship and having the business and so can you share what is the secret on that of having it all the relationship and the business and the success and all of that. Can you share what is the secret of having it all, having the relationship, the success, the happiness and the lifestyle that you have? Well, thank you for reflecting that to me. I appreciate it. And the first thing that I want to say to this is that having a successful business and having a successful relationship, it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with challenges and it doesn't mean that you don't grow every single day. Um, And, you know, people see my business and my relationship on Instagram, right? And that is a highlight wheel of my life. Like if me and Kenji were having like an argument about something, I'm not going to go like story it. However, um, three words come to mind when you ask me this, and it's not so much to do with the business or the relationship it's more to do with yourself and I think this is why women really need to take responsibility and ownership for the life that they are living and the success that they can have in all areas of life so the very first word that comes to mind is connection how is your connection with yourself because once you know yourself you are going to understand what makes you feel happy And once you know what makes you feel happy, you can bring that into the relationship more. So becoming conscious of what you are bringing into the relationship and not just what you are getting out of a relationship or just getting out of your business is ultimately going to support you in your success because every single person's success looks different, you know? So we need to make sure that we are taking full responsibility of how is the connection with ourselves because that is then in turn going to reflect out into our business and our relationship. So that's the first word that comes to mind. The second word that comes to mind is communication. Now this has been a journey for me and I am still growing in this. But as I grow and I learn more about myself, as I shared before, I can start to see what I want more of in a relationship and what I want more of in my business and what I want less of in my business and less of in my relationship. Now, if you don't communicate that to your partner, if you don't communicate this to your team or you don't communicate this to your colleagues, then life is just going to continue going on the way you've been living it. So if you are looking to transform this at the moment, you need to speak up. You need to share your truth more because women have to get more fierce in the communication. They have to state exactly what they desire. And men actually love to know how to make you happy. Your team is going to love to know how they can make you happy and fulfill what you've got going on as well because everyone loves contributing. Everyone loves helping each other. So that is so important that you really have to communicate what your rules are rather than just thinking like everyone around you should know them. You know, it's like, I don't understand why our brain does that, but it does. 
The third word that came to mind was confidence. So we've got connection, communication, and confidence. Confidence in what you are doing and what you are also bringing to a relationship. Because if you're already second guessing all the time and you're thinking, did I do this right and do that right? It's exhausting. It's exhausting for yourself, the team, the relationship. So you have to have confidence in what you are doing. And I honestly think that the confidence that I have in my business and when I go traveling, I only see that as adding to my relationship. That doesn't take anything away from the relationship that I have. You know, if I'm traveling um, and I'm away for a period of time, like I can't wait to get home and like get my clothes ripped off. And I think that we need to um, express that more and we need to make sure that you know, we are using it in a way to excite us and like make us passionate rather than like, oh, I'm going away and like now I'm not going to be able to see you and oh, this is just so awful. How are we going to make it work? It's like, no, you make it work, but you've got to have confidence in what you're doing. So always develop and grow in yourself and that way everything else will grow around you. But if you are focusing on everything else but yourself, then that's where you need to start. And I know sometimes it's hard to take, but you are the reflection of everything that's happening around you. So I understand that a lot of women feel that they can't have the relationship and the successful career or business, but you get to choose what belief you want to follow. For me, it only goes hand in hand. It adds to my relationship. Oh my God. The three C's were so, so incredible. I hope everyone took notes, the connection, the communication. And what was the last one? Confidence. Confidence. Yes. Yes. Confidence in knowing what you're doing. And you know, you, you summed it up so well is that well first and foremost you obviously have to believe that you can have it all that it's not this or that it's this and that and I'm deserving of it and I can and now what do I need to do it's not just I'm just gonna sit here and wish for it I want the 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 career and I want the man and I want a thriving relationship and I want a thriving business it's that okay now what do I need to do in order to make that happen Mm -hmm. I need to be connected to myself to my source know what I want I need to be able to communicate And you really, really nailed that when you said, you know, we just assume people know what we want. No, they don't. They don't. Everyone have different needs and desires. I say that all the time to my clients that not every man knows what every woman wants. One man could be in a relationship with a woman that she likes gifts and the other next woman that she meet, he meets, she's the type that likes quality time. And then so he keeps buying her gifts and she doesn't appreciate it. And then she thinks that she's not being loved by him. It's just a matter of you didn't communicate what you wanted. And exactly. right. So we have to have that, that um, give ourselves again, the word permission to be vulnerable and communicate and allow because you said it so well everyone wants to contribute everyone wants to make us happy they're not like oh this makes you happy I'm gonna take that away from you well if you are in that kind of a relationship get out of it (laughs) exactly but you're you're just so so brilliant I love that so much so much well I told everyone that it's going to be incredible and obviously you deliver so you know you have to um you have to raise the standards you really do over here <laughs> I love it Isabella thank you so much 
Okay, so can we just please give my girl a clap for asking the most amazing questions? I for sure know that you are going to want to hear more of her. So I am going to link the Fully Adored podcast in my show notes so you can go ahead and check more of her episodes out. And I also have a favor to ask you. I really desire this podcast to get in the hands of as many women as possible. And the only way for us to do that is if we all come together and actually share our knowledge, share our experiences, share our resources. So I would be forever grateful if you could go ahead and rate and review this podcast as well as screenshotting it, uploading it to your Instagram, tagging me in it to make sure we get this word out.